3: And we are coming to you live from the Quicken Loan Studios, National Mortgage Lender, Quicken Loans. Apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. It's the Ken Carman Show on CBS Sports Radio. The toll-free line, 855 212-427. 212 4227 It's brought to you by Geico. Folks, there's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. I got a hot take coming for you at around 1220 a.m. Eastern. Also, sounding off at 1235, 1240 a.m. Eastern, we'll go around the NFL. In just about an hour and 40 minutes, joining me on the show right now, we go to the hotline. You can find him on Twitter at HBalser721 from the Sports Exchange. Howard Balzer joins us on the show tonight. Hello, Howard.
2: Ken, how you doing, man? Great to be with you.
3: You want a hot take? I'll give you a hot take right now. Don't hang up on me, okay? But I'm going to okay. say it. I'll, I'll try. I, right now, I want Mike Tomlin fired for going forward on fourth and five with a fake punt. Get up by what? What was he up by four against one of the most prolific quarterbacks of all time to put him on a short field? What the hell was he thinking?
2: Well, what he was thinking was is just like you said. I don't think a short field matters when you're going against Drew Brees. And so, what he's looking at and saying, if we can make those yards, then we can effectively, if not end the game, at least if we don't then give the ball back with him maybe a minute or two instead of four minutes. Mm. And so that's, that, that's, that's, I'm fairly certain, you know, what he was thinking and boy, it, it came pretty darn close. And so, like I said, I can, you know, we can argue whether he should have, whether he shouldn't have, but you asked what he was thinking and that's what he was thinking. Because uh, he, if you punt, whatever, I don't care where the Saints get the ball with Drew Brees, they have the ability to go the length of the field. And so, you know, as it was, the Steelers almost kept him out and you know there was a very questionable I thought pass interference penalty on the fir- on the fir- fourth down play it was and, yeah and then I was glad to see this because the you know the the TV announcers never said a word about this and I and I thought that on the winning touchdown that Michael Thomas clearly pushed off to get separation and, and, and be able to catch the ball. And they never even talked about that because they were so overboard with, you know, so, oh, my goodness, he got his feet down, and, oh, he made this go, oh, well oh. but he pushed off. But what I was glad to see was I saw a tweet from Charles Woodson who, who made that same point. And so, as, as it was, even with the short field, uh, they almost stopped him. And so I can, I can, you know, yeah, it was a risk. It always is. But I can under, I can understand why he did it.
3: Because this goes back, and now I want to open this up a little bit more, because I think this might go back to the Jesse James non-touchdown that happened against New England last year with Pittsburgh, where they start looking for something in the replay that they weren't even looking for. I think I'm seeing more of that now, not that they're doing this, but I think they're trying to fix it more this year. Because I wonder last year if they go back and they say, hey, that's a push-off, that's in slow-mo, and that's a push-off there, because it feels like they were going, okay, we're looking for whether or not this was a touchdown. Forget about a push-off. The push-off wasn't called. He got away with it. Is this six? Do you see it that way or no?
2: Well, well, well. first of all, that's not reviewable, uh, whether it's a push-off or not. Pass interference is not reviewable. My point mainly was is that uh, the uh, the announcing crew didn't even bring up uh, the, you know, even to discuss it, oh, hey, do you think that was a push-off? Especially with some of the ticky-tack penalties uh, that were called on the Steelers for pass Mm -hmm. interference. Not only that one there on fourth down, but the one early in the game, which I thought was was totally brutal. And both of them were called on Joe Hayden, by the way. But, you know, maybe he touched uh, the receiver on that play, but he certainly didn't impede with his ability to catch the ball. And the other point was it was uncatchable anyway. I mean, Hayden was behind the receiver and he jumped to try to get the ball and it went over his head. Uh, maybe he got a hand on it, but it went over him. So there's no way uh, that the receiver was going to be able to go up and get that ball. So uh, I, I don't know. I, uh, but I, I, I saw today just a lot of bad officiating. And I know we've seen it all year. And I know these guys have a tough job and all those things, and I know they get mo- a lot of the calls right. But there's a lot of stuff that seems to me that is, is, is just so missed that I don't understand how they do. In the Eagles game against Houston, I mean, heck, Nick Foles was tackled by his face mask, and, and they missed it. They, they missed it totally. So I, I, I just don't understand some of the time, A, some of the calls that are made, and and then some of the ones that are missed.
3: I saw that exact play that you're talking about. I couldn't believe that uh, the night show host at WIP in Philly highlighted that. I couldn't believe what I saw. I go wow, really? They didn't call it on that one. Howard Balzer joining us on the show from the Sports Exchange at H Balzer 721. What do I make of Nick Foles, by the way, for Eagles fans? Because you can't call the guy a franchise quarterback, really. But boy, when you when you got a big game, he finds a way to win big games for you every single time. It
2: really does. And I think what's going to be interesting here, if they get in the playoffs, and it's certainly possible uh, because mm-hmm. all that has to happen for the Eagles to get in now is that they have to beat Washington, and Minnesota has to lose to Chicago. And Chicago has something at stake next in, in their game because if they win and the Rams lose, now I know it's probably unlikely the Rams lose to San Francisco, but it's on the road. 49ers have been playing teams tough. And and so the Bears could get a first-round bye if they win. And what the NFL has done with the way they've arranged the schedule for next week, all, all the teams that are competing for spots with each other but are playing in different games are playing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And and so no, no one's going to know what the other's doing. So if the Eagles get in the playoffs, and or even if they win next week but don't get in, but Foles plays really well, I mean. I know that they always, they keep insisting that Carson Wentz is their quarterback. And I get that, but do you make an effort somehow to keep Nick Foles anyway? Because you have to start, you have to be wondering now, is Carson Wentz going to be injury prone? You hope not for his sake, but you know, he had the ACL. He had, he has his back injury this year. He had a back issue in college. And so do they try to keep Nick Foles now? A lot could depend on, does Nick Foles get an offer as a free agent that is legit and gives him, if not guaranteed, at least a real path to be whatever team that is, starting quarterback? Now, if he doesn't get that offer, and you wonder if he will or not, but if he doesn't get that situation, he might be very well back. In Philadelphia, because he gives them a tremendous insurance policy. But man, can you imagine if the Eagles get in and all of a sudden he takes them on a playoff run? Boy, oh, that would be that would be unbelievable.
3: That'd be some strong stuff. Howard are joining us from the Sports Exchange. Okay, you got you got Kansas City, New England, Houston, Baltimore, the Chargers, the Steelers currently sit eighth, but they could find a way to get in. The Colts are there. The Tennessee Titans are there now. And that's what it looks like in the AFC. So say it stays the way it is. Colts finish sixth, and they get into the postseason. Out of the Chiefs, Patriots, Texans, Ravens, Chargers, Colts, who do you take the most serious to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC? I'm going to ask you the same about the NFC, but go ahead.
2: Well, you know what? I'll answer them both at the same time. Okay. Because I really believe, Ken, that the way this is shaping up, I think just about any team that gets in, you could make a case for putting you know, put a run because we're going to see some very interesting matchups of really good offenses against defenses, and we've seen what those, what those defenses have done in some of these games coming down the stretch. And certainly the teams with, with the first-round buys, you have to favor somewhat. But I don't know if that's going to be as important this year because I see so many of these teams. I mean, I look at a team like the Ravens. I mean, the, the, the Ravens are going to be a hard out you know, if they get in. And, you know, you mentioned the Colts and the Titans. They're playing for a playoff spot next Sunday night. So uh, one of them is not going to be in the playoffs. The loser of that game is going home. And so, uh, but, you know, the Colts are as hot as anybody. And even though today they didn't play well for most of the game, they came back um, to to obviously win a big game against against Kansas City, I mean, against uh, the Giants. And so, like I said, I, I think that, you know, the, the team that I like the most right now is the Saints. But, boy, you know who knows? You know who knows? Could 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 you see a team that loses, whatever team loses the first week uh, from the NFC and and gets them? Um, you know, could could a Dallas go into New Orleans? And I'm not looking at seedings. I'm not sure who it would be. But you see some of those other teams in the four, you know, in the three, four, five, and six. Could you see one of those teams jumping up and beating the Saints? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. So I think that's how ba- I think that's how close and balanced it is in the league this year. And I think January with all with these playoff games is going is going to be unbelievable.
3: Are the Rams really right because they're lacking some depth? I'm not sure if they are or not.
2: And you you can't judge on the game today against the Cardinals uh, because they were playing the Cardinals. And so, you know, again, who, who will they play in, in that first round? And I know they're home, but I'm not convinced that that's a true home field advantage uh, for that team. And if it's a team with really good defense, um, you know, could, could, it, could they end up playing Seattle again? Hey, you know what? They had tough games against Seattle in, um, you know, during the, during the regular season in both games. Could it be Philly if they how that Minnesota? I mean, I think Minnesota could be a tough out with that good defense. So I, I think the Eagles against, or I'm sorry, the Rams against a really good defense, they're, you know, I, I think they're ripe. You know, I think they're ripe for an upset. And I, I think, uh, you know, so I think that, and their defense ha- has some problems. I mean, like I said, you can't judge today because they were playing a pretty, poor, a pretty poor offense. But, you know, you play a team that can run and do some things, they're going to they're gonna give up points. So I, I think that, you know, I think that the Rams, they're still very good, but I, I think that they could be vulnerable.
3: Howard Balzer with us, breaking down all these teams that have a shot to make the postseason. Let me ask you, Ron Rivera is, from what we hear, going to be staying in Carolina, right or wrong move for that new owner? I, I think it's a right move. And I think that
2: I, I've, always, I've, I've always believed this, Ken, that one of the easiest things to do for an owner is, is firing a coach. When everyone's yelling for his head and you he didn't play as well as maybe you think you should have and all that, so you say, okay, we're making a change. But will you get somebody that not only do you know will be better, but will you get somebody that's even as good? And I think that's arguable in a lot of cases uh, with, with, with coaches. You know, this guy, I think, has done an excellent job uh, with, with that franchise. And I'll say this, if he would get fired, he'd go to the top of the list of a lot of teams that will be, look be looking for a head coach. So, so like I said, the, the, the easiest thing to do is to fire the coach the hardest thing is to get somebody that you really know is going to come in and, and, and be able to, you know, to do good things. And so, you know, they, they, I think they really had a compromise, Cam Newton, uh, all year uh, with the shoulder, and, and that really hurt them. And, and you know, they, they lost a lot of close games. And so I, I don't think that's coaching. I think in most of the cases it comes down, hey, you lost to some good teams. And that that's the way this league is. It's It's tremendously balanced, and it's hard to win in this league. So I, 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 I think, I think it's a, I think it's a smart thing uh, to keep him.
3: I keep seeing stuff. Howard balls are with us on the show. I keep seeing stuff about John Harbaugh. Now on Friday, the Ravens said they were going to work on an extension. Then Jason lock and four and a couple of people out there saying, well, they said they were going to work on an extension. There's been no negotiations, even though they won on Saturday. Then we hear the jets might fire Todd Bowles and go after John Harbaugh. And that maybe a couple of other teams might fire their coach and go after John Harbaugh, including the Denver Broncos. So, what am I to believe here, Howard? Will he be with the Den- <laughs> Will he be with the Baltimore Ravens, John Harbaugh, in 2019 and into the future?
2: I believe he will be. And by the way, that one report about the Jets was taking a run at Jim Harbaugh and, and
3: trying to pry him. Oh, away. I get them all mixed up. I'll have the father by the end of the night. So go okay. right on ahead.
2: Right, but still. I think Harbaugh would be in that group, or not in the group, but he would be in that same conversation as Rivera would be. Because if he was fired, then someone else would hire him. Now, he is under contract for 2019, though. So I don't think they'll fire him. You know, some of the speculation has been well, the Ravens put that out, and let's see if somebody really wants him so they can get compensation for him. Well, you know what? I mean, once again, who would the Ravens get? I mean, this guy has had tremendous. Uh, you know, really good success there. I know that there's been some years that they weren't in the playoffs and who knows they could be, they could lose to the Browns next week and the Steelers could win and and they, and, you know, they'd be knocked out. And, but I, I just think the guy's a quality head coach and he, look, look what he's done with this situation. And I know so much of it is on the defense, but because of injury, they make the move to Lamar Jackson and, they didn't have much other choice. I mean, they could have played Robert Griffin III, I guess. But, hey, you're going to play your first-round pick. And I know a lot of it's the offensive coaches on that team that have done what they've done uh, with him. But, hey, look, 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 at the, look, how, look at what they've won with Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. at quarterback. And so, so once again, I, like I said, I think the guy's a quality coach, and I don't think he's worn out as welcome there or any of those things. And I think the smartest thing for the Ravens, I totally believe, would be to keep John Harbaugh.
3: Howard, you're a beautiful NFL mind. You're a wonderful soul. I thank you very much for the time. All the best and good night to you, my friend.
2: My pleasure, Ken. Always enjoy coming on with you. Take care.
3: Yes, sir. You too. Howard Balzer, the Sports Exchange, at HBalzer721 on Twitter. Coming up in a bit, I got a hot take about the Denver Broncos and John Elway, something that some people aren't going to like. I want to get to the calls when we come back. And also, stop jerking around John Harbaugh. And the words of your old man, you know what, or get off the pot. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
3: You're listening to Ken Carman on CBS Sports Radio. I get to the phones here in a minute. Ravens need to stop messing with John Harbaugh. I also have another thought here in a second. They're just coming to me left and right. 855 4 cbs If you lose to the Browns on Sunday... Are you going to fire him all of a sudden, Steve Bashotti Halfway through the year, yeah, hey, yeah, we're thinking about parting ways. Tells people that. Oh, really? With John Harbaugh, successful head coach who's won a Super Bowl with you. Now they're playing. You've you, you've put Lamar Jackson in. Lamar Jackson's won a bunch of games. Now it looks like you could make the playoffs if they go and they lose at home on Sunday. you going to fire the guy now after you just released a statement back on Friday that you were going to put, having a have some sort of a, what a negotiation. It was not that they were really extending him. They're going to negotiate to have an extension. And then Jason Lock and Four comes out, and Adam Schefter comes on and says, hey, we'll Hold on about that. So, what are you going to do? You get guys to play for him, and I just hate this principle. You can get guys to play for a coach in the NFL one year. After that, if they don't play for each other, you're on your ass. Rex Ryan, they went 7-8 and eight one year, went to Miami, won that game, went 8-8. Eight and eight. They celebrated that game because it kept Rex Ryan employed like they won the Super Bowl. Champagne, booze, celebrations, they were loving it. Next year, out on his ass. So if you're going to do that to John Harbaugh, who is an accomplished good head coach, you need to ask the question, how are balls are asked? Is the grass greener on the other side? Do you make that choice? Because he is one of those coaches. And I think he's probably right about Ron Rivera right now. There is a dearth of really good names out there. If you fire John Harbaugh, how soon does he get hired by somebody else? Now there's such a thing as, as losing a voice with a a group of people. I get that. But if you fire John Harbaugh, how soon is he hired by somebody else? Just ask yourself that question, Baltimore. And on the other side of this, within this division with Cleveland, I've been thinking about it more and more over this show. I want Mike Tomlin fired now. I don't like calling for guys to be fired. I kind of want him fired now. Because, one, if you don't go to the playoffs, you should be fired because that's an incredible group of talent. And that division, you should have been able to walk backwards and win that division. Secondly, though, you've left your fate in the hands of the Cleveland Browns. They're a better football team than they've been. And if you listen to this show for five minutes, you know who I love. But you've left your playoff fate in the hands of the Cleveland Browns. That's the same as me leaving my children being watched by John Gacy. Your whole future, your whole season rests in the hands of the Cleveland Browns, who they're so young And Baker Mayfield's so crazy. They can do anything at any time. He could go out there. Now, he's been very, very good and accurate. He would go out there and have a first half like he had against Houston and be terrible, and they could go out and get boat raced by Baltimore, and then you're out on your ass. Or they can go out there and do fantastic stuff like they've done here and there over the last season. They've been hotter than hell. But you've left your fate in the hands. Just think about this for a moment, Pittsburgh. Your future for this season is in the hands of the Cleveland Browns. If if I was your neighbor and you had kids, I would have called Child Services on you. 855 2124 CBS. Let me get the Cam in Canada. Hey, buddy, you've been patient. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Ken, how are you? Cam, I'm doing wonderful. Go ahead, bud.
0: Good. I have a couple things here.
3: So All right.
0: Okay, well, the first one I want to touch on is this baker mania. Like, I don't want to be disparaging towards your wife, but. Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent. I mean, I'd rather see you name your son Johnson Batamosi, Carmen? <laughs> than Baker? I would. I would. It's, it's embarrassing.: I agree. Grown, it's embarrassing to see grown men fawn over a and basically a teenager young adult. Embarrassing. So I mean, I, think,
3: I love I. Th- you know me, Cam, as a fan. Yeah, I love him. I I love what he's doing for the franchise. I got to draw right. the line somewhere. I'm a grown man for crying yes. out loud. Yeah, it's brutal. The yes. other thing I was
0: going to. Sorry, Ken, I didn't mean to cut you off. I've got, go ahead. I, have, I do have some names for you, though. Okay, buddy. And then I want to touch this Tomlin thing too. all
3: right righty. Dorian's a nice name. Dorian. Okay, I'm listening.
0: Dorian Yates. He won a. Mr. Olympia, he's, he's a big man. Well, we don't Riker. need to
3: just name him after people. We can just pick whatever name we want, and, and if it sounds good, you can go ahead with it. Cam, Cam's a good Riker. name too.
0: Right, right, for sure. Riker's a nice name. Riker has Riker. an edge to it. I'd like to see Riker. Liam's mm. a nice name, and Aiden, Aiden Carmen. I think I think
3: Riker mm. Carmen. Think- Riker has a chance. Those last two are out for me. No offense yeah. to any Liam's. No offense to Liam McHugh. But no, those last got, two are up.
0: I've got the Tomlin thing coming up. I just want to get in real quick. But yeah. don't you think? Can't you see your kid getting a leg up on all the competition as a linebacker at Pop Warner with the name Riker Carmen? Like, does he not automatically start?
3: It's a strong name. You, you'd definitely be a downhill fill the void type of guy. I dig what you're saying. Go ahead. What were you going to say about Tomlin?
0: Okay, <clears throat> you could have. You know who Seth Rich is? One the the guy who apparently may have been, you know, taken down by some of the. You know, powers that be in the government and that kind of thing. You have to be really careful with going after Mike Tomlin because this Fritz Pollard, I could put you in a tough spot. You don't have to agree, but the Fritz Pollard uh, Rooney Rule people could be coming after you.
3: Do you know? Oh God, he's been a head coach Cam for near what over a decade now, right?
0: He's horrendous, and I'll tell you something right now: the Steelers, the Steelers should, through his time. The Steelers should have at least two Super Bowls. The greatest acquisition, I'll close with this, the greatest acquisition ever made during the Bill Belichick era is the hiring of Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh. I'll leave it at that. Oh,
3: Cam in Canada from the top rope. Thank you for the call. The other comparison I can't make. It's been 10 years. Where were you when I was arguing for Steve Wilkes earlier today? If you're firing Steve Wilkes after one season, that means the GM's out on his ass, too. Get rid of Steve Kime, because you can't hire a guy worth a damn. That's the guy you put in charge, and you're going to fire him after one season? Then that's on you. And maybe they will fire him after that. I I know that he's put some hay in the barn. General Manager needs fired, too, if that's the case. 855-212-4CBS. When it comes to Mike Tomlin, I've defended Mike Tomlin in the past. I think at times he is... He is... A victim of the whims of his quarterback. And I think his quarterback at times is the greatest quarterback in the league. But most of the time is very, 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 very good, but will make one bonehead decision or four bonehead decisions in some cases that will cost his team a game. There are times where I think that a that a mannequin in a dumpster has more brains than Ben Roethlisberger. But watching Mike Tomlin, and I have defended Mike Tomlin because of that. Watching Mike Tomlin today, you went for it on fourth and five. And Howard Balzer, he could see some of the reasoning in it. Well, you know, that's the greatest ever. Why put the greatest ever in a better position? Or one of the greatest evers in, in, in Drew Brees. Why put him in a better position? Fourth and five, yeah, he could get the ball and he can go down there and he could score with about a minute. Oh, he still did the same thing. So why cut the field in half for him when he still needs to score a touchdown? I could see Howard's reasoning in it. I could see at least his explanation of it. But I think that that right there was a moment where this is too big for Mike Tomlin. There's too much pressure. The dome's too loud. There's too much at stake. It's just too much for you. And if you lose that division... I don't like calling for people's jobs. You've left me no choice. You should have won that division walking backwards. Cincinnati has Jeff Driscoll playing quarterback. A.J. Green hasn't been healthy all year. You have basically Milton from office space as the head coach of that football team where Mike Brown has just fixed the glitch. The Browns were a hapless organization coming into the season, and you had Hugh Jackson as the head coach, who's now the special assistant to the head coach, like he's Dwight Schrute to the Cincinnati Bengals. They've won a couple of games, and Baltimore has been able to rekindle themselves. Still, you should have been able to run away with that division. You weren't able to do it, and your assembly of talent is so much better than the rest of that league's or the rest of that division's. You put your hands or your fate in the hands of the Cleveland Browns. That's reckless. 855 212 cbs Coming up next, you want a hot take for Christmas? All right, I'll give you one. John Elway is no better than your average Broncos fan. Yep, going to do that. Also signing off. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> What did the coaches have to say after today's NFL action? It's time for Sounding Off. All right, we'll do some quick ones, and then we'll get to these calls, because we got a ton of them. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. That is the toll-free line brought to you by Geico. You can save 50% or more on car insurance in just 15 minutes. Go to geico.com. All right, Stu. Oh, oh my God. Are you serious? Hickey.
1: Are you kidding me?
3: Well, I'm sorry. We got some final news in the final segment here. So I'm sorry, Stu. I'm sorry, Hickey. It was a Freudian slip.
1: Twice. Disrespect.
3: All right, Moralia, hit me with it, baby. I'm sorry, Hickey. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry, Hickey. I'm
1: just going to let that go off my back, pretend it didn't happen. All right. Biggest match of the day, Saints-Steelers. Saints get it done 31-28. Obviously, you know, some sketchy officiating. But a great game down to the finish. And with the win, Saints clinch number one seed in the NFC. Drew Brees did look back to himself through for 326 yards. But the interesting thing here is Saints clinching the uh, the number one seed. They get home field advantage at the playoffs. Never lost a home playoff game under Sean Payton. Mm. And after the game, this is a two-part here. Drew Brees discussed the importance of getting home field, but also Alvin Kamara was asked by a reporter if uh, if any team can go into the dome and beat them. He had an interesting response. Here's both. It's hard to secure the one seed, um, but uh, knowing that we've done it, knowing that uh, you know the road comes through New Orleans, um, you know it gives us a lot of confidence. Obviously, we love playing. In the Dome, we love, love playing in front of the Hudat Nation. Um, obviously, they make this a very tough place for somebody to come in and play. And so, um, yeah, we're – obviously, we, we, we have goals throughout the season, and um, this is one of them.
0: How hard is it going to be for any team to come in here and, and
3: beat this league? Ooh, Ooh, that's hard. That's a hard one. I don't even know how that – I don't know how they're going to do that one. <laughs> that's hard. I, I, I'm starting to really like that football team. And I like him because of Drew Brees. He's just All-American. They play with such fun. They play with a lot of vigor. And you hear what it is. When you go into that place, it gets so dramatically loud. And so I think it's a very tough place for people to play because when you make it tough to communicate, it's going to be very, very difficult. Do you hear Drew Brees there? I think he's the All-American boy. He really, really is. So I find myself, as a football fan, pulling for him for an MVP candidacy for a Super Bowl his second Super Bowl in his career we're talking about 40 years old we're not talking about velocity issues or, or when the final is going to come for him he's as good as anybody out there next
1: we'll go back to Saturday night as the Ravens go into LA and beat the Chargers 22 to 10 and with the Steelers loss earlier today the Ravens now in first place in the AFC North obviously John Harbaugh's on the hot seat now having a first place Ravens team Lamar Jackson big reason for the turnaround 5-1 with Jackson under center, threw for 204 yards and a touchdown Saturday night. And after the game, John Harbaugh discussed the growth that Lamar Jackson has had this year. I think you learn something about Lamar. Any player all the time, But he's our quarterback, and we're learning about him all the time. There are, there are a thousand things more for him to learn, and there will be a thousand things after that for him to learn and us to learn. It'll always be an evolution and a growth deal. But uh, you are learning, that, I guess to your point, Nestor, we're learning that he, he doesn't – it's never too big for him, you know. And he's really—he te- you know, he came off the sideline on the on the on the rollout pass, and and the reason he didn't throw it away, which you know we normally do in that situation, was he was thinking about the clock. That, that's a veteran move right there, you know, and uh, I just—that's pretty impressive.
3: I want to see what Lamar Jackson does with more, because I keep waiting for that other shoe to drop. I wanted him to get a shot as a quarterback, obviously, because of money. Uh, he was a great quarterback in college, and you're seeing some of the things that made him a great quarterback in college. Work over for the NFL. There is the difference between college and the NFL, but we're blurring that more and more by the years because more guys are having to play sooner. So instead of trying to fit a round peg in a square hole or vice versa, you find offensive coordinators putting quarterbacks and offenses in positions that make sense to help them. Because before it was, well, you got to stay in the pocket no matter what. Now you see guys rolling out and doing things different. I still find myself waiting for the other shoe to drop with him. It hasn't dropped, though. He continues to play well. It's a big matchup coming up on Sunday at 425 against Cleveland, of all teams, to figure out if they're going to get into the postseason. And they have put themselves in a great position for themselves now and for the future with Lamar Jackson. Not out of the woods. Still want to watch more, but he's got me watching. And they've done a fantastic job with him so far. Next.
1: And finally, we'll go way back here. Is this time last year, you on your show will get really personal here. You and Lima. This had, is going to
3: get awkward, isn't it?
1: This is going to get awkward and funny, I think. Okay. You had Bengals radio analyst Dave Lapham on your 92.3 The Fan mm-hmm. in Cleveland mm. show. Uh, obviously, this is on the heels of the A.J. McCarron failed trade to the Browns. And you guys were talking to uh, Lapham about the, the Browns' quarterback situation, talking about possibly A.J. McCarron being the solution. And you two went back and forth. And, well, this happened
3: well, Sean Kaiser so bad, what would I give up to get better from Deshaun Kaiser? I'm going through something hellish right now, but you're telling me a second and a third round pick for A.J. McCarron when you're telling me that, yeah, the offense isn't that great. And I know he's, he's young and he have to, he'd have to come around, but a second and a third pick, I'd rather just go with somebody either out of the draft or a free agent or something else. And, I mean, if I'm going to get nuts, I'm going to get nuts with somebody other than A.J. McCarron. Okay, That's a desperate move by a head coach. You, what did you draft Cosworth? Uh, the second-round pick? I didn't draft him. They draft him. I didn't uh, want I'm to draft him. He was drafted the quarterbacks, but that is the value. It's easy for you guys, you know, from a distance on the outside. look uh,
0: The value of a quarterback, I mean, that's what you have to You have to understand that that's the position.
2: The reason, the biggest reason that Cleveland is where they are, they have not had a quarterback forever.
3: I know that. So, I mean, the value of a quarterback is just, you know, you just – you don't go out and say I'll just go pick one off this tree, and I'm not giving up a second and third round pick. But if I, mean, I don't, if I don't think that AJ McCarron's going to be that guy, I, and I don't think AJ well, McCarron would be that guy. I did think he no. would be that guy better than what he's got. But I didn't think so. That's that's Hugh Jackson well, making that then, call. You know, okay, and well, i may. Why don't you coach? that? it sounds like you should be the head coach, GM, and owner. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, Dave. Dave. Again, audience, again what, 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 what do you want great. from me? If, if if you're saying that the I'm offense was like, Honestly, I don't want anything from you, really. So let's just, let's just, guys, I appreciate it. It was great. It was great catching up. I can see why you has uh, has a good time up in Cleveland. Okay, Dave, thank <laughs> you guys. Thank you very much. What would you guys think of that? Oh, I love your reaction when you starts to wrap it up. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I go, you're hanging up on me for disagreeing with you to give up a second and a third for A.J. McCarron love how
1: he says, not only be the head coach, the GM, and the owner, do it all.
3: <laughs> you know, Can I let you guys in on a little secret? Sure. You heard me talking very quickly there at the beginning because I was trying not to insult him while I was disagreeing with him because I, f- I, found, I found the trade to be an abominable joke. To give up a second and a third to a team that you've never traded with for AJ McCarron. Can I bring this up on this show? Because I brought it up on my other show. Can I throw this by you guys, okay? Sure. Hugh Jackson was in Cleveland. Last year, he's in an 0 for season. He decides that he wants to trade a second and a third. Now, as the story goes, the trade didn't go through because it got messed up. Thank God for Sashi Brown in that case. Guy's a lawyer. Like, he doesn't know how to put paperwork through. Now, this is all me with my theory, okay? Hugh Jackson figures... Well, I'm probably going to get fired at the end of the year. But I can help save myself by winning with a quarterback who I actually trust instead of these guys who are all terrible. So let me trade for A.J. McCarron. And if I don't win with him and I get fired, I can go back to Cincinnati and I'll have an extra second and an extra third-round pick when I eventually take over as head coach. Because what's going on right now in 2018, gentlemen? Gentlemen? Who does it seem to be the heir apparent from what we keep hearing as long as Marvin Lewis decides that he wants to step down at the end of the year? What is being said, you guys? What's being said? A fellow man named Hugh Jackson. Is that too far-fetched to you, two? No. I mean, thank r- you. No, Damn it, it makes a lot you. of sense now. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, that's – stop. That is that not treasonous almost?
1: selfish i mean baker didn't he, he call him a, a traitor essentially well
3: baker you know baker obviously <laughs> wasn't necessarily a big fan of him as he was running by him today as the browns finished him off i love it but yeah i it, it, am i wrong there mccann i don't think i'm wrong no I,
0: I love this this is great
3: i mean that's a hell of a theory compared to other theories out there that's a hell of a theory that's what we go through america
1: I love where we're headed with the Baker stuff too. This is going to create some rivalry between him and Hugh.
3: Good. What happens? I hope. Oh God, I praise the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. I pray because there's still arguments that are given that this was foisted upon him, and some of it was. Not all of it was Hugh Jackson's fault. Come on, even I'm so I'm smart enough to know that, and I'm pretty stupid sometimes. I know that it's not on him, but to do something that desperate for AJ McCarron, AJ McCarron's own father wouldn't trade him for a second and a third. Good God. 855 2124 CBS. I want to get to a call real quick, at least. Let me get to Jared in Alabama. Jared, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Switch it up for me, Jared. What do you want to talk about?
0: I want to talk about anything other than you not taking calls. You need to take
3: more calls. Well, that will fix that one. Rob in Atlanta, you're next up on the fan. Rob. Rob goodbye. Jim and Cleveland. Jim, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Ken, it's nice to
0: hear you talk about more than Cleveland. You Thank deserve you, this more often, buddy. Thank
3: you, Jim. Go ahead, friend. Okay,
0: two things for you. One, um I Googled Jackson Carmen, the first uh Ohio <laughs> player to go outside the state. Yeah.
3: And I wish him a fine career at Clemson. I really do. Go ahead. I understand.
0: Especially considering he's listed as your son on Google. Oh, he is. He is. And if well, you Google Jackson Carmen right now and click the Ken and Mary Carmen under his name that says parents.
3: Wait a minute. Right I'm not. Now, hold on, Jim. I'm not married to a Mary. You know that. I, under, I understand. And you would have
0: probably <laughs> had to have
3: been under 10 years old to
0: create him. But boy, is not glorious.
3: <laughs> at least I got that going for me. Real quick, Jim, I got like 30 seconds. What's on your mind?
0: Okay. Name five coaches who you think might be available at the end of this year that could do have done a better job than Greg Williams this year.
3: Oh, God, really? I got to name that right off the top of my head? I just don't feel. Oh, who might be available too. Oh, God, I can't do that for you, Jim. I know, that's what I'm saying, and I keep going back to this equation. Oh, you don't and- have to sell me. Oh, at that,
0: at that equation, I I think I'm coming back with Greg Williams as our coach next
3: year. Jim, baby, yeah. you, if you want to fight on that, you go ahead and give Adam the Bull the call tomorrow if he's working uh, because he might be the guy who would argue you on that. I, if he keeps winning, if he, if he wins out, I know Greg Williams isn't necessarily a quote-unquote, and thank you for the call, buddy. He ain't a quote-unquote sexy pick. You're 6-2 over your last eight. He could be the Yang to Baker Mayfield's Yang even though they're both intense individuals. What else do you to do? 855 855-212 cbs 855-212-4227. Coming up next, John Elway. He's no better than your average Broncos fan. It's Ken Carman on CBS Sports Radio.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.